Welcome to the Fearless Health Podcast with host Dr. Anne-Marie Barter. Dr. Barter is on a mission to help people achieve their health and wellness goals and help men and women live their best lives fearlessly. Dr. Barter is the founder of Alternative Family Medicine and Chiropractic in Denver and Longmont, Colorado. Glory, I'm so excited to have you here with us today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Dr. Barter. Uh, all right. So I love to know how people got into this. So what is your story? So I started counseling about 20 years ago. I was working with teenage addicts who had um, substance abuse challenges and so I was working in a group home, and um, that was my first counseling experience, and I found I actually really enjoyed it. So I went on to get my master's degree in 2007 from San Jose State University in Northern California. And from there, I went on to start a PhD in health education at Southern Illinois University back in 2009. And my intention was to learn a lot more about health and healing and be able to provide a lot more information to the masses. But what I found when I was, when I started that program, just about a month or two into it, I found that my ideas were not readily accepted. <laughs> so, so my philosophy of health and education was really, um, from a holistic standpoint. So I ended up actually leaving that program. I, I just went there for one semester and decided this is not, this is not my path and I'm going to follow my path. And so I went back to Minnesota where I'm originally from and I started working with a naturopath because I was very eager to learn more about the mind body connection. And this goes back to something that I, I experienced the mind body connection with an experience of cancer in my early twenties. And that's probably a topic for another day, another time that could be a whole nother podcast with that experience. But you know, the, the experience that I had was that, wow, this mind body connection is very, very fascinating. So I started working with this naturopath in Minnesota. He was a naturopath and chiropractor and he was treating the whole person. So people were coming in and he was looking at, of course, their structure and environment, how that might be contributing to their symptoms, uh, biochemical, nutritional, and he was also looking at their emotions. So that was very fascinating to me, especially with my counseling background. And I'll never forget this one day, this, this young girl came in, she was about five years old. She came in with her mom. And we got a little bit of history from the mom and her mom was just at her wits end because she had tried so many different things for this young girl. This girl had open sores all over her body and it had been ongoing for on and off for the last two years. So it started when she was three and the mom, you know, she went to, you know, different doctors and tried different medications and, you know, some of them worked for a short time and then the symptoms came back. So, of course, this doctor that I was working with, you know, he was looking at all the components to overall health and healing, and he said, you know what, we're going to actually take a look at, we're going to see if any emotions, any unresolved emotions might be contributing to these symptoms. So, he said, hey, Lori, I want you to sit in on this, um, this session. I want you to shadow it. 
So I went in, watched the practitioner. So by the way, this was the first time I was introduced to applied kinesiology and muscle testing. So this doctor was also doing that in his office as well. And so they, they used applied kinesiology and kind of had his own system down where he's able to identify unresolved emotions. And what I was watching was baffling. I was like, how is this working? How are they getting this information? So what they found with this little girl is at age three, um, she, you know, that there's an unresolved emotion of helplessness and it was tied to an event where her mom almost died. So here, this little girl had this emotion and it, it became lodged and trapped. It didn't actually get fully expressed and it was contributing, contributing to her symptomology. So anyway, so they guided her through this kind of seamless, effortless way of releasing the emotion supported her body with a homeopathic remedy and two weeks later completely gone her symptoms completely they were completely gone never came back and I was seeing patient after patient after patient telling me these miraculous stories and I was witnessing it and I was like that is what I meant to do <laughs> I am I meant to do that so um, so that's a little bit about you know counseling kind of transition of mind body medicine and um, when I went back to Northern California. I moved, I moved to Northern California after being in Minnesota for a very short time. The winters are just pretty brutal there. So I was like, I'm going to go back to Northern California. So I went back to Northern California and I didn't know where to get this training that I saw this doctor do in Minnesota. He kind of created his own system. So I thought, well, you know, it utilizes applied kinesiology. So I'm going to, I'm going to study applied kinesiology. So I started my certification in applied kinesiology and I'm in a room full of chiropractors, body workers, acupuncturists, medical doctors. I was the only mental health clinician in the room. And <laughs> I felt, right. you know, I felt a little, <laughs> I felt a little lost because I mean, I was keeping up with the material the best that I could. It was very fascinating information for me, but it was a little bit above my head. And so there was a chiropractor halfway through the 100-hour certification program. And he said, you know what, Lori, I think you might be interested in this technique that helps to resolve emotions. And it's called NET, neuroemotional technique. And I thought, huh, never heard of that. And so he brought uh, the handbook, one of the training manuals, back to the next the next class so I could take a look at it. When I looked at that and how it worked and what it was doing with people, I thought that, that is what I've been looking for. So I just, I honestly just, I dropped out of the, the applied kinesiology program, went straight to NET and never looked back. So started my, my first seminar, my first NET seminar in um, San Francisco and and then was uh, certified uh, a year later after taking a number of other trainings. That is fun. First, I just have to say that um, I think it's amazing that you went into that AK program because that is a lot of um, muscle, you know, you have to know <laughs> action, origin, insertion, innervation. Like there is right. so much to know about that. And like, what direction the muscles going, etc. Like it's all based on that. So that had to be so overwhelming for you. So I just applaud you for <laughs> starting and getting into that because that is quite challenging. I think for even people in the field, um, 
quite a bit of learning and just learning a different mindset. So anyway, I just had to throw some kudos to you. So um, anyway, but that's how you ended up where you are today, right? Yes, because um, doing yeah, NET. Exactly. And, yes. And, and what is NET? I mean, because neural emotional technique, but what is it? So it's a mind body stress reduction technique that basically, oh, there's, there's really so much to it. I'm trying to see how I can simplify it. Um, it, it finds unresolved emotions in the body that's contributing to any type of unwanted symptoms. So, Chronic pain, anxiety, depression, lack of sleep, um, behaviors that people don't understand why they keep doing what they're doing and they, they don't want to, but they keep doing it. So an example would be, you know, why do I overeat? Why do I binge eat? You know, there's so many different behaviors and symptoms that NET basically what it does is looks at uh, looks at any unresolved emotions in the body that's contributing to those symptoms or behaviors. And um, it's a gentle, very effective, extremely effective technique, very, very fast working uh, technique that just takes stress off the body. So, you know, when we experience emotions, and I, I really try to refrain from using the term negative emotions because emotions are healthy for us to experience. They're, some of them are very difficult to have and they, mm -hmm. they feel unpleasant in our body, but they're not negative or bad emotions. So when we have emotions, our emotions help us to respond to our environment appropriately. They help us to take action. It's a survival mechanism. So all of those emotions that we experience are good and healthy. What happens, however, is sometimes for a number of different reasons, the emotion that we feel, which, by the way, is physiological, so that it's an information substance, it's a molecule. Uh, Dr. Candace Pert is a scientist who, um, who discovered that and had a lot of scientific breakthrough on emotions, and we found, oh, emotions are not just a mental thing, it's a physiological thing in the body. So anyway, so what happens is we have these emotional responses, and for whatever reason, if we don't process that emotion appropriately, it will get stuck in the body. So ideally, what we want to do is we want to experience the emotion, express the emotion in a healthy way, and then that emotion will go through this process called extinction. It's kind of like the emotions like, okay, I did my job. Now I can go now. But what happens when the emotion stays stuck in the body? It gets re-triggered. It puts us in a state of fight or flight. It contributes to chronic pain, sleepless nights. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. So the beauty of this technique is um, using, you know, we use a number of different things in NET, including applied kinesiology, muscle testing. Mm -hmm. um, we use the acupuncture meridian points uh, on the wrist. We also use the breath. Um, basically help to bring an un un unresolved emotion through that process of extinction so it can take stress off the mind and body. And it is a powerhouse. I mean, I've seen such radical transformation in my clients as a result of it. So does that answer your question though? I, there's a lot more mm -hmm. that I could, I could kind of explain about NET. 
No, NET is powerful. I mean, the issues are in the tissues. And I think, you know, just in, yes. individually, those techniques alone, like applied kinesiology is a powerhouse and NET is a powerhouse and breath is a powerhouse and all of these things and acupuncture is a powerhouse. All of those things alone are really great techniques. But I mean, you look at people underrate breathing all the time, but you look at, I think it's the Iceman. And the guy that's taking oh, right. up Everest yes. and, and he's focused on breathing techniques. And this guy can control his entire autonomic system with his, his breath. breath. I know, it's amazing. <laughs> and so you, you see him be able to combat viruses and whatnot. And we all know that emotions will really pull us down. And I think that some of what we're talking about may sound woo, but it's all based on science. So can you go into a little bit of um, some of the research um, that has been um, done on NET? Yeah, so there's actually a really, there's a, there's a handful of research studies, quite a number of studies, but I'm going to touch on the one that I think is the most powerful. And it was, it was done at Thomas Jefferson University in Philadelphia. And what they did is they took, they took 23 cancer patients. And these cancer patients, you know, with their experience of cancer, had to meet a certain number of trauma markers. So they basically had traumatic stress. And what they did with these patients, these um, participants, is they had them write out the most traumatic part about their story. So maybe it was when they first heard and were diagnosed with cancer, or perhaps it was when they had to tell their family or whatever, maybe it was the treatment of cancer that was um, really distressing for them. So they wrote down their, what they call the trauma script, their story about the most traumatic part. And then what they did is they, um, they put the participants in, they, they, they scanned the brain with a functional MRI as they were scanning the brain, they were reading the trauma script to the participant as they were scanning the brain. And what they saw is the hippocampus part of the brain was just like lighting up like crazy. It was just going nuts. It was, it was like the body was reliving that experience over again. And so if you can think about and imagine, you know, what the scientists were seeing on the screens with the brain lighting up and then thinking about the poor, the poor um, participant, how many months or years their body had, had over like continually over and over again, experienced that stress over and over again, that, that trauma script, anytime they maybe thought about it or something reminded them of it, um, their body goes into that fight or flight state. So, so the, what they did is um, after they did the brain scan, the functional MRI, they, they did a series of NET treatment sessions, anywhere between four to five sessions. So very brief. I mean, you think about how many years people go to, you know, therapy sometimes for trauma, um, four to five sessions only. And they found a significant improvement. What they did after is they put them right back in the functional MRI machine. And as they were reading the trauma script, the same trauma script, to the participant again, the brain was like, oh, it's just another story. It was just neutral. It was, I mean, even the, the, one of the top neuroscientists, Dr. Uh, Andrew Newberg, 
he was on the clinical study panel and he was looking at the scans. He knew nothing about NET. He was just there as the, the neuroscientist guy. And he was like, what is this technique? He's like, I cannot <laughs> believe what I'm seeing. I can't believe what I'm seeing. And so, so they had the participants. They also had a, const- a control, st- uh, control group that didn't receive any NET. And, um, so not only did they see significant improvements in the brain, they also, they did galvanic skin testing. They also measured heart rate variability. All of those things changed substantially. So they were measuring, they were also measuring subjective things like, you know, how the client self-reported, you know, they reported that, oh, I feel much better, but they wanted the actual data as well. So, um, so one of the things that, you know, if listeners are curious to know more, more about that study, the published research can be found at, uh, let's see, what is the website? I think it's called onefoundation.org. So it's the, the research foundation is called the One Research Foundation. And I believe their website is onefoundation.org. So all that, that um, published research is there. And then there's also a really great documentary called stressed mm-hmm. we all experience stress it's easy <laughs> to remember stressed and um i think it's actually on youtube i've seen it on youtube um but that actually goes over the study and it does a really really great job at explaining how stress works in in our body um, but there's a lot more information and interviews with the participants and the researchers and all of that in the documentary and it's only an hour long so yeah, why not, right? Why not yeah. for your health? So I can hear a lot of people saying, well, I've gone to therapy and I've done counseling and I've done this and I've done that. How does NET differ from, say, traditional talk therapy or other trauma therapy? Well, I think that it goes back to what you just mentioned earlier. The issues are in the tissues. And so, you know, we can talk about our trauma all day, every day, but we have, you know, we have three different brains. So we have a a reptilian brain and we have what's called our mammalian brain, which is where, you know, we can also call it the subconscious. And then we have our neocortex, the most, you know, advanced part of our evolution, you know, being able to think and analyze and so we can talk because when we're talking about the issues, we're, we're activating that third brain, the neocortex, but that's not getting to the subconscious level. So, you know, oftentimes these, um, these traumas and these unresolved emotions and these um, kind of repressed memories are lying below the surface. And so what NET does is it's able to identify subconscious beliefs, unresolved emotions in the subconscious, all of that within a matter of seconds or minutes at the most. And um, it's really pretty profound. So being able to access it so much faster and, um, and literally change the physiology of the body, that is the, the biggest difference. In fact, I actually have, I have a number of clients that end up coming to me after they've been in years of therapy. I actually just had a client last week. She drove, I think like an hour and a half to see me. And this is what, how she described NET. She's like, NET is like six months of therapy in 45 minutes. 
cool. And that's, you know, that's from her perspective and many of my other clients as well. I have clients that, that, um, you know, gain some positive momentum in, in working with a traditional talk therapist because there's a lot of benefits in going to, you know, even just talking with someone. I think, and especially with someone that is licensed and can hold that safe space for them, there could be a lot of healing that can take place in, in traditional therapy. But I'm so passionate about this because I do hold that space. But then additionally, I, you know, really have the tools to get to the heart of it and, and actually change the body physiologically. So it literally takes stress off the system. And so, you know, oftentimes the clients will experience a tremendous, um, what they will say is like, oh, it feels like a huge burden has been lifted Hmm. or um, all this weight is no longer on my shoulders. And, oh my gosh, I slept all throughout the whole night for the first time in however many months. And, you know, all of these things start to um, come back in a balance. Digestion is a huge one that I see that that is improved. Um, aches and pains. I mean, physical stuff starts changing when you get the emotions, those unremo- those unresolved emotions out of the body. Do you have a Do you have an example of a case like um, a person comes in to see you? They have, you know, say insomnia, and you know, just but what were they potentially struggling with, with that insomnia? And then um, how long did it take to get them some, some resolution for that? Do you have kind of a, to walk people through that? Yes. So if they have, like, if they come in with physical symptomology, I will administer what's called a wellness check. You know, this wellness check survey is a list of, I can't remember how many questions is on it, but it generally takes about maybe eight to 10 minutes to fill out the survey. And it's basically a number of different symptoms and you just, you rate it how often you felt it in the last week or two. So, you know, never, rarely, sometimes, often, almost always. And they fill that out and then that information is emailed to me. So I get a report and it gives a breakdown in terms of how likely specific organs or glands are compromised because of unresolved emotions. And so I'm able to start a session. So let's say, you know, sleep is an issue. I'm able to start a session by taking a look at their wellness check results and going straight to, let's say that your adrenals, I'm going to go there because that's pretty, pretty typical. Um, I'll, I'll go to, um, look at if there are any emotional components that are compromising the full function of the adrenal glands and find those unresolved emotions, which by the way, sometimes people know that that's an issue. And sometimes we were like, Oh my gosh, I never knew that that was, I I thought I I was over that or, Oh my gosh, it was so long ago. I didn't even realize that was there. And then it's so common when we, we actually get into this session, it's so common for people to just break out in tears right away because they, it just nails it. Like, it just is so precise. So anyway, I will look at the wellness check results. Um, take a look at what is the highest priority. So as an example, if it's the adrenals, then I'm going to check um, any unresolved emotions that are kind of hiding out in the body that are bringing stress to the adrenals and really the whole system. Um, and then 
part of what I, what I offer my clients is I never make it mandatory. I'm not licensed to prescribe, but I do have a whole line of um, homeopathic remedies that helps support this emotional detox. Um, so I provide that as a, as an adjunct for their, their healing. Um, but it's, uh, it's really, really powerful stuff. Yeah, definitely. And so how do you feel like it works? What do you mean by that? I mean, how do you feel like it neutralizes the unresolved emotions? Like, what do you, how do you think it works? Well, it's, um, so basically when, when we find the unresolved emotion, let's say it's anger, for example. Sure. So let's say the emotion that, and, and we find this through, <clears throat> excuse me, we find this through applied kinesiology and mm-hmm. I have a, a chart of all these different emotions and, you know, what organs and glands are generally affiliated with in Chinese medicine. So I quickly, within a matter of minutes, I'm able to pinpoint what specific unresolved emotion it is. Then the next part um, is finding out, um, you know, what that's connected to, like what story in their experience that's connected to. And we can even pinpoint exactly what age this emotion was initially elicited. Usually by the time we get the the emotion and the age, the, the client will automatically most often be able to come up with the story that they remember this unresolved emotion being about. And so when we're doing the technique, what they're doing is they're holding the snapshot memory that creates this charged emotion. Mm-hmm. And collectively, when they're, when they're doing, when they're holding that, that snapshot and, and then I guide them to touch a specific meridian point on their wrist um, and they're taking their deep breaths as they're thinking about that, it, it actually brings that unresolved emotion through the process of extinction. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I'm doing muscle testing throughout this whole process. So the muscle test changes. Like after they mm-hmm. complete that process, they're now able to think of that snapshot memory just like the participants in that study when they're hearing their trauma script, they're able to still remember that, but without the charge, without the emotional charge. Right. Yeah. And I think when we're really digging into this, I mean, I I would assume, you know, a lot of this starts in childhood. Yes. Um, And, and, you know, that builds the story, right? I'm unwanted. I'm not, no one needs me. No one cares. Um, you know, my mother got abused, so I'm going to get abused. So can you maybe go into, because I think the profound study on this um, and to really show that the issues are in the tissues is from the ACE study. Can yes. Go into that <laughs> a little bit, because I think that that's so critical to really bring this full circle. Yes. I, so I'm very passionate about, about children. I, most of my, uh, most of my counseling experience, I have over 15 years ex- experience working with children and adolescents, and I've worked with children, I've done volunteer trips in Africa like four different times, and I, I really have a special place in my heart for children. I absolutely love them. And what's interesting is that, you know, the vast majority of adults that come to my office, you're exactly right, oftentimes these things stem back into their childhood. And so with trauma, trauma is 
either real threat or even perceived threat. So if we perceive something to be true, we can actually have these unresolved emotions, whether we were literally threatened or not. And so most of our belief systems are created before we're age seven, our subconscious belief system. So there's a lot of stuff that happens in our childhood. And, you know, unfortunately, most of our children do not have the tools to be, you know, super resilient. Um, so one of the things that I wanted to touch on, and what you mentioned is the ACEs study. And so the ACEs study, it stands for Adverse Childhood Experiences. And this is a large, very large study that was done back in, I think it was 1998. And it was a collaboration of Kaiser Permanente and the Center for Disease Control. And so they had about 17,000 participants. And what they, what they did with these participants is they tracked how many of these 10 specific categories of what they called an adverse childhood experience or ACE. And they found that the more ACEs that they had, the more they were likely to have um, a chronic illness or disease, a mental illness, more prone to violence, um, more prone to be a victim of violence. I mean, the list goes on. So here are some examples of um, what an adverse childhood experience is. So it could be uh, physical, sexual, verbal abuse, uh, physical and emotional neglect, um, having a family member who either was addicted to alcohol or, you know, any drug or diagnosed with a mental illness or um, in prison. Another adverse childhood experience is um, witnessing a mother being abused. Mm -hmm. And another one is um, losing a parent to separation, divorce, or another reason. So what they found is that nearly two-thirds of adults have at least one adverse childhood experience. And if you have one, there's an 87% chance that you have two or more. And when you have a score of four, so four out of those 10, if you've experienced any one of those four, it didn't, didn't matter. There was not like, oh, if your parent had mental illness, that has more weight than, you know, your parents getting divorced. No, they were, they were exactly equal. And so uh, having a score of four, uh, people were twice as likely to be smokers, seven times more likely to be alcoholic. And the risk of emphysema or chronic bronchitis was um, about 400% and attempted suicide was their increased rate was like 1200%. And then if it was six or more, it increased um, their risk of their lifespan being shortened um, like 20 years. So they're, they're at, um, they're much more at risk for having a, a much shorter life. Now, when I first heard this ACEs study, I had already understood this concept of the mind-body connection. But one of the things that I really am so passionate about driving home to people is that, you know, one of the discouraging things is, you know, I've met so many people of all ages, including children, that would meet this criteria of being at super high risk for a mental illness or chronic disease or X, Y, or Z. And I find that 
you know, it can really make someone feel hopeless or it's like a death sentence. It's like, geez, those statistics are not pretty. And by the way, seven, these 17,000 participants were mostly white, middle-class and upper-middle-class, college-educated. They all had jobs and they had great health care. So it was not, you know, 17,000 participants of, you know, people that lived in really high, violent communities. This is, so when you look at the statistics, one of the things that can, what I really want to help listeners take away from that is, is not so much that, oh my gosh, I have, you know, a score of a four or five and my health outcomes are not looking good. There is hope because the, again, it goes back to the issues are in the tissues. And if we can, which by the way, we can, if we can access that information and bring, like, get it out of the body and bring the body back in a balance, there's hope for healing. Your health is going to improve. Your mental well-being is going to improve. Your digestion is going to improve. Your statistics to getting a chronic disease are going to decrease, not increase. So, so my, my, my passion, one of my passions in this work is, you know, if anybody does have, which most of us do, um, have an adverse childhood experience is, um, you know, to, if the client is willing, if they, if they want to explore that, um, you know, I can use these different tools to get that out of the body. And, you know, going back to children, I wanted to mention that a couple years ago, I was working at a school, what, you know, people would consider high risk school, or, you know, some people call them at risk, just basically kids that are exposed to a lot of violence, a lot of trauma. And I did a trauma screening for a random group of fourth graders. And it was a small sample. It was only about 30 students. But, oh my gosh, what I found was that over 60% of that small sample of fourth grade children met the criteria for moderate to severe PTSD in the fourth grade. And so, when I saw that, especially when I, when I noticed that, you know, one of the girls, one of the students really stuck out to me. She was a, a student that you would never guess is carrying around trauma. She shows up to school on time. She's well-dressed. She gets straight A's. You know, she is quiet. She's respectful. She would, I would never get a referral for counseling for her. The teachers uh-huh. think she's an angel and she is, but she's internalizing the trauma. And so, you know, so part of my passion, this, this is kind of going on a tangent here, but I just, when I talk about kids, I have a, like I said, I have a soft spot for children. Um, so I started teaching kind of varied versions of NET. It's a, well, I shouldn't say a varied version. It's a, it's a tool that has some components of NET that I found to be very, very helpful in, in helping the children um, just, you know, cope with anger or frustration or sadness or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I actually decided to go into all of the classrooms on a regular basis and teach all of the children these stress reduction tools. Um, because, you know, like I said, you know, some these children, 
here I am as a licensed clinician on site offering counseling services, but a lot of these children are flying under the radar and they're not getting the help that they need. So, but anyway, so, you know, going back to what you said, the, the children, yes, a lot of this stuff happens in, in childhood where, I mean, they're so vulnerable. Yeah. They can't I think, just be like, I'm, I'm out of here. Like, I, I'm tired of this. I'm just going to leave. They can't do that. I mean, they, I think one of the most important points that you said that it could be these, could be that you witnessed your mother being abused, but it could be that you perceived your mother being abused. Exactly. Right. And exactly. So, you know, how many kids potentially also perceive will perceive a situation to be wrong or to think something else is going on that maybe isn't quite going on. And I, and I mean, that seems to me why the number may be so high because our, our brains play tricks. And so yes. this is that story and we get stuck. Yes. And so what's interesting, I'm glad you brought that up because what's interesting is that the brain, the body, they, they it doesn't differentiate. So whether it was, was actual and factual reality or whether it was perceived, you know, it basically their emotional reality, the body's going to respond, you know, to either one of them, but depending on our perception. So one of the examples that I give, exactly. Like I I give an example to my clients of, uh, I remember a time when I was, I'm sitting on, I think I was reading and I was just relaxing. I was sitting on a, sitting on my bed reading and in the corner of my eye, I saw a spider. So I freaked out. My heart started racing and I jumped, you know, to get away from the spider. And I looked more closely and it was a piece of fuzz. Okay. So was it really a perceived threat? No, it was not. But my body sure acted like it was because I thought, I thought it was a spider, but it was really just a piece of fuzz. So, you know, yeah, whether it was actual, um, you know, a threat or we perceived it, like you said, um, our body can still, you know, have these emotional responses and, um, which are healthy, but it becomes unhealthy when those emotions don't get resolved and they stay stuck in the body. And so, um, you know, we're all humans and we've all experienced that. And I think that, you know, for people are like, well, I wonder if I have any, well, if you're wondering if you have any, I I would say chances are you, you do have some because you're human. Um, and to what extent? Well, look at how you feel physically, mentally, emotionally. And if, if that's not up to par, then chances are there's probably some, you know, some stuck emotions. I've had uh, people with uh, chronic pain or, you know, just um, throbbing pain or chronic pain or just aches and pains that... Um, were just so surprised at how it alleviated it just with one session. And now it's not always that way. It could be structural, it could be nutritional, it could be all these other factors as well. Um, but I've seen so many cases where, um, you know, once they identify and, and get those unresolved emotions out that those aches and pains begin to, to go away. Like I, I, I had one client that had jaw pain for many years and she tried a bunch of different things and um, we just did three sessions. And what we found is that she was holding on to 
not intentionally, of course, but her body was, you know, holding on to these emotions that were based on her experience, a big stressful experience um, in her past that she thought she had worked through. But, um, you know, after three sessions, her jaw pain went away completely. And I had, I had one, one lady that I worked on, I was doing a health expo. I just set a table up just to kind of give some free sessions, mini sessions away to people just to just introduce the technique and get the word out about, you know, what I'm so passionate about doing. And she, so she had knee pain for, I think a few years. And I said, well, you know, we could take a look to see if there are any emotional components. It might be just part of the puzzle. It might be half the puzzle. It might be all the puzzle. I don't know, but let's take a look. So they were like, I think there were just two emotions and she called me three weeks later and she's like, I have no idea how you do that. She's like, but my knee pain went away completely after our session, never came <laughs> back. And, and I had another client that called me four years later. So I did a quick little mini session with her at that same health expo. She called me four years later and she said, I don't know if you remember me, but I definitely remember you. <laughs> I remember you because you pinpointed something in my childhood. You gave me the exact age. I had no idea how you knew that. And she's like, and I, was, I wasn't quite sure what to think of it. I was a, a bit apprehensive because I didn't understand how you were getting this information. And she's like, I've been in therapy for the last two years and I'm just, you know, I'm feeling stuck right now I feel like there's something subconscious and I, and I would like to get unstuck. And we worked together for six sessions. That's it. And she had the breakthroughs that she was looking for in her, you know, her relationship with herself first and foremost, as well as her relationship with her significant other. So all kinds of things that I've seen. Yeah. I, I had one pretty powerful. It's, it's so big- powerful. It's a big change, I think, overall in the entire system. And I think it shows, I think there's always a correlation to say, if I have knee pain, it, it's structural. And, and that might be true. Right. Because we make that association. But it also might be environmental. It might be metabolic. It might be emotional. It, 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 it can be a combination of all all of them, you know, it can be, it can be all of those things. It it doesn't just have to be one. And I think people get really fixated on, oh, I have this pain. I need this modality treatment to actually physically address the knee. You know, that may or may not be true, but emotions definitely hide in the structure. And you can see that I never forget the first time I got adjusted. Um, I'll never forget when the guy actually did a set on my mid back. I'd never been treated by a chiropractor before. I just started crying. And I remember <laughs> looking at him and I'm like, I don't know why I'm crying, but I am upset. <laughs> and he started cracking up and he's like, Yeah, I was really stuck. And that's that area and it releases emotions. I was like, I don't know how to feel about it. I don't, but it's so overwhelming and it just catches you by surprise. And I think that that's why people get so nervous when you can really drill into those points when someone can hone in on that um, in such a powerful way. But I think it just shows that maybe pain isn't quite as linear as people think it is. And I, right. I 
And I think that maybe that's a really important piece here is that just because you have pain doesn't necessarily mean you only need structural treatment or that's going to get rid of all the pain, even though that's a jump for a lot of people. Exactly. Exactly. A really incredible point. So yeah. I, I want to share this one little this story that I can think of really quickly. I, ha- I was working with a client and she was, I could tell that she was distressed about something other than what we were working on. And she said, you know, my daughter, my three-year-old daughter has been constipated for a long time. And it's just, it's, you know, it's painful for the little girl. And then it's obviously emotionally painful for the mom to witness her daughter in pain. And so I said, well, you know, if you'd like, we can, you know, see if there are any emotional components to it found two emotions related to you know something the girl perceived I think on the playground or something release those emotions with this with this young sweet little girl and my client reported the next day and for weeks after that her daughter is having regular bowel movements every single day mm-hmm. so yeah. it was just that last thing that was like lodged and stuck that was you know, so she wasn't able to have healthy, Normal regular bowel, bowel movements. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It all plays in. So if people want to get in touch with you, where can they find you? So my website is healthy holistics with an S healthy holistics.net healthy holistics.net. And um, they can also, they can send me an inquiry there. They can join my mailing list um, or they can reach me uh, directly via email at Lori at healthyholistics.net. So Lori spelled L-A-U-R-I-E at healthyholistics.net. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. All your info will be in the bottom in the show notes so people can look you up. And it was an absolute, absolute pleasure today. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Barter. I really appreciate it. Yes. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed learning with us today, please give us a five-star review, comment, like, and share our podcast with your friends and family. As always, if you'd like to learn more information about today's guest, please head over to fearlesshealthpodcast.com for links to their site and other educational resources.